Hello and welcome to the Charlotte Real Estate Made Simple podcast, where we demystify the real estate process in the Charlotte and surrounding areas. We are Highland Real Estate, and I am broker in charge and one of the owners, Corey Warren. I'm the marketing director, Sid Warren. Uh, today we're going to be talking about what does a home buyer pay a realtor? Um, there's a little bit of a discrepancy about this. I, I've talked to a number of people who asked me like three different times, do I, do home buyers really not pay you anything? Like how much does it actually cost to buy a house and use a realtor? I think it's one of the greatest secrets in real estate. Not really a secret. I mean, nobody's trying to keep a secret, but people just don't understand that when you secure the services of a real estate professional and you're a buyer of real estate, when it comes to the closing table and you get your settlement statement or your HUD and uh, you go down the column on the buyer's side, you actually pay zero for all the services that you receive from a buyer's agent. Yeah. It's phenomenal. Before we get into that a little bit deeper, um, we have a fun fact, which is something we're going to start doing now. Um, It's going to relate to Charlotte. And today's is, I'm going to go ahead and read this. Uh, As most Charlotte locals know, King George III named Charlottetown after his wife, Queen Charlotte of Mecklenburg, Strelitz. So Charlottetown, obviously today is Charlotte, North Carolina. But not many know that the county of Mecklenburg is named after the region of Germany she was born in, which I just read was Mecklenburg Strelitz. So that's some pretty cool background on the area. I didn't the history. know that. Yeah, I think that's pretty neat. Wow. Well, we can go ahead and jump right in to our topic. Okay. Sounds good. Okay, so how much does a home buyer pay a realtor? And I, I touched on this a little bit earlier. I probably jumped the gun a little bit. Uh, but uh, the answer is typically none, which is amazing. You know, when you, when you are looking for a property, the best thing to do is to secure the services of a realtor uh, who is accustomed and knowledgeable of working with, with buyers. And he, here's the really, really cool thing. From the, the first time you meet through that, the entire process of finding your home or your property or your investment, you have this buyer agent representing you and your interests as a professional, highly trained and skilled professional, hopefully, and like I said earlier, at the end, uh, you typically pay nothing. Now, go ahead. Yeah, and um, something else is that, you know, you, you have a realtor. Some people feel like they ha- in order to see a specific house, they have to call the person whose sign is out front or the, per- the listing agent. If you have a buyer's agent that you like, maybe it's a friend, maybe it's just somebody that you've seen on a magazine and that you think is a professional that person can show you any house that's listed in this market. They don't have to be the listing agent. They, as a realtor, because of they, their license, have the ability to go into any listing and show it to you. That's right. Um, MLS, which we hear a lot, stands for Multiple Listing Service, and that's an association where every house that's put up for sale by a, a real estate firm is put into this system, and Anybody that's part of that system that is a licensed real estate broker can show any property that's listed by any firm. And like like you said, a lot of times people say, well, here's a piece of property I just drove by. It looks really neat. Uh, If I want to see that property, i got to call the person whose sign is in the front yard. And, I mean, is that the case? 
No, that's not. And in a lot of cases, it's better to have an agent that's not affiliated with the property because that listing agent has the seller's best interest in mind. They want to get their seller the most money for that house. So when you come up as a buyer, they're not trying to negotiate for you. In fact, if they're if you're coming up as a buyer, they're going to try to get you to not negotiate and just pay full price. Whereas when you have a buyer's agent, a big part of our job is negotiation. Mm-hmm. Coming in, feeling out the market, how the house situ- is situated. If the house was listed yesterday, you know, we might actually encourage you to make a full price offer just because of the nature of things right now, you're a, when it is listed for a day and it's a good price, it sells in that day. But if it's been on the market for three months, you know, we're going to make an offer on that house because the market's telling us that that house is overpriced because it hasn't sold yet. Yeah. So w- you really want to go into the home buying process with a buyer's agent behind you because it's the safest way to not get taken advantage of and it's the, the easiest way to make sure that you have an enjoyable experience and you're not talking to, and coordinating with 15 realtors on 15 different houses. You're talking to one person who's organized, has a file for you, can keep track of everything. That's a good point because I've had people that have called me and, you know, maybe I do have a listing. And uh, they say, I say, well, you're asking about this property. So are you working with any real estate agents? And they'll say no. And I say, have you been looking for a property for a while? And they'll say, yeah, I've been looking for a couple months. And um, how have you have you worked with that? And they say, well, every time I see a property that I like, either on Realtor.com or just driving neighborhoods and seeing signs, I'll call that person and get information and try to get a showing. Theoretically, they're working with 15 different people. And again, like you said earlier, when you're a listing agent, you have a contractual obligation to serve the best interests of the seller. Yeah. So as you're a buyer coming in, you're asking someone on the other side of the fence to assist you when they're legally and contractually obligated to serve the best interests of the seller. So that really kills your negotiation potential right there. Yeah. And and think about it this way too, even from a convenience standpoint, if you have to call 15 different listing agents to see 15 different houses you're interested in, and if you are interested in purchasing a house, you don't want to just see one house, you want to see multiple. Mm-hmm. But if you have to go to each listing agent, work with their schedules to see the home, it's going to be a mess. But with one agent, it's very common for us to schedule five, eight houses in a day, and you just go knock them out one by one. And a lot of times, one or two days like that, you've found your dream house, and you can go ahead and be confident that you've seen enough houses that you're ready to make an offer on one of those. Yeah. And we work with buyer clients. Sometimes we'll take them to one house and they say, this is it. This is my dream house. I want it. I want to make an offer. And then we'll enter the negotiation process on their behalf. Um, Other times we've worked with clients for literally months and shown 10, 20, 30 houses until they find just the right house for them. Because we're not, here at Highland, we're not interested in turning things over quick just so we can get a quick commission. We care about the people that we work with. And if our clients don't find the perfect house, we're not satisfied. In fact, it's very unsettling for us. We're not about the money. We're about helping people to realize their dreams and their goals in real estate. So, you know, when you have a buyer's agent representing you, theoretically uh, and actually, when it comes down to the closing statement, everything they do for you um, is going to cost you nothing out of your pocket for that service. And you can be assured that a buyer's agent is contractually obligated to serve your best interest as the buyer. 
And that's a big difference because motivation is everything, especially when you're talking about negotiating. Yeah. And I, I don't know if we've touched on this yet, but, you know, how do we get paid? The seller, um, so the listing agent, when they have a listing agreement with the person who's looking to sell their house, um, in that contract, there's a, a, a portion where they usually agree on a percentage um, of the list price. So when the house sells, the seller pays that firm the percentage that they have agreed on, and then that percentage is split between the seller's agent, so the listing agent, and the buyer's agent, the person who brought the buyer to the house. So it's the seller who's paying both sides of the commission, and that's where we get our pay. And it's it's kind of cool because the buyer gets all the benefit from us, but our services are free to them. Yeah, yeah. It, it really is amazing. And, and there's no such thing as price fixing in real estate. It's against the law. So you can't say, well, we have to charge this commission. You, it, that is not uh, something that is written in stone. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you what's typically happening in the Charlotte market is if it's residential real estate and you're a seller, and we're not really talking about sellers, but just to break this down a little bit, if you're a seller selling residential real estate, the fee that most real estate brokerage firms charge is 6%. If it's uh, land or commercial, it's typically 10%, but that's all negotiable. Now, 90-some percent of the time, probably from what I see, 99% of the time, the listing firm that is representing the seller has a listing agreement with the seller, and they have spelled out how long the listing agreement is for and what the percentage they'll be paid of the sales amount is going to be for their compensation. Now, that listing firm will then make an agreement with the entire MLS system, anyone that's a buyer's agent, that we will pay you X percent if you bring in the buyer that actually purchases this property. And 90-some percent, maybe 99% of the time, the listing firm will say, we're just going to split in half. So if we get 6% to sell your half or to sell your house, we're going to keep 3% for our services, and we're going to pay whichever buyer's agency or buyer's firm brings the buyer in, we're going to pay them half of that or 3%. So it's the craziest thing in the world. We get to represent our buyers with 100% motivation to their best interests, and we get paid from the seller, but we have no loyalty to the seller whatsoever. So it's really great if you're a buyer and you find a good, competent buyer's agent. That's really something that we should talk a little bit about, too, is the the fact that there's 17,000 or so realtors in the Charlotte market, how do you pick one out of all those men and women? Yeah. Well, before we get into that, um, a lot of people get confused about uh, paying a realtor because of closing costs. They hear closing costs and that's like, oh, that's when I'm going to pay my realtor for that, like a buyer. So buyers, like, they hear about these closing costs, and they're like, that's, so that's where they get you. No, closing costs don't have anything to do with us. We don't get anything from closing costs. Closing costs... From the buyer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they go into a few things. You, you want to touch on that? Sure. When you, when you purchase a home, uh, you're going to get, you know, typically in this area, you will hire an attorney that does the closing. And on the date of closing, you will come, and you will sit down at a conference, in a conference room at a conference table, Buyers on one side, sellers on the other. The attorney's usually in the middle. And both sides will be issued a settlement statement or a HUD statement that breaks down all of your costs, uh, 
and for the seller, usually the, the money that they're going to be receiving back, and it covers their closing costs. So on the seller's side, as we mentioned earlier, their main closing cost uh, or cost to complete this transaction is going to be the real estate fee. They have a few other costs, but that's going to be the significant one is that real estate fee. Now on the buyer's side, again, as we mentioned, as a buyer, you pay zero real estate fee. You get all those real estate services for free. You do pay things like your uh, loan processing fees. Uh, you're going to pay uh, for title insurance. If you get a survey, you're going to pay for that. If you get an inspection, you're going to pay for that. You're going to have to have an appraisal if it's a financed property, so you're going to pay for the appraisal. Um, you're going to pay the closing attorney to conduct the closing, and you're going to pay him to, uh, to do a title search to make sure that the deed is free and clear. Sometimes you're going to pay a prorated taxes and insurance uh, that if, you're, if your mortgage company requires that. You're going to pay your portion of the property taxes up until the date that you close. Uh, actually, the seller pays from the January 1st to the date you close, and then you're going to pay from the closing date to the end of the year. And usually you just get the bill when they come due, and then you have to pay the whole thing. But you're, you're prorated or you're given the seller's portion at closing on the settlement statement. So, you know, there are fees that the buyer's going to have to pay as part of purchasing a home. These are p fees that everybody pays when they purchase a home. But you're not going to pay any real estate fees unless you have some kind of a situation. This is a little caveat here where let's say in a listed property, uh, there's an agreement in the MLS system where the buyer's agent is going to be compensated by the listing agent for bringing the buyer to the table. But let's say you have a buyer who is just driving a neighborhood and they find a for sale by owner sign. And they say, I love that house. Uh, I guess I got to do that on my own. The it, what's the answer to that? Yeah, well, most of the time you want to make sure that you see that with your agent because you know, the agent can come and negotiate on your behalf. But if you go there by yourself, they're going to be like, oh, I, I've got this person uh, on my own. They don't have a realtor, so we can just work it out ourselves. And that kind of cuts the realtor out of it. Right. Um, and, you know, the reason you don't want to do that is because the, the amount of paperwork and just the, like, real estate is not simple. There's a reason that there's so much schooling that goes involved. Mm -hmm. Having a realtor behind you to make sure that the paperwork is done right, make sure it's done in the right order, uh, make sure that all the contracts are legit and there's nothing there. It's just you need that. And yeah. so, you know, if you ever want to see a for sale by owner, it's not a closed door. We, that's right. That's, we, yeah. that's what I was trying to emphasize is a lot of people say, well, if it's a real estate sign, I can use my realtor. But if it's a, a for sale by owner, a FISBO, I got to go directly to that person. That's not true. Now, if you go to your realtor first, your buyer's agent, and you say, hey, I saw a, a for sale by owner down the road. Can you show me that? And the answer is uh, most definitely Yes. Uh, not always, but just typically most of the time the answer is yes. And what you would do is just say, hey, I saw this for sale by owner. Here's the address. Can we go ahead and see this? Then your realtor will call the person who's selling their own home and say, I'm a real estate professional. I'm representing a buyer. I'm showing them a number of properties. We happen to see your property. We see that it's a for sale by owner. Would you be willing to pay half of uh, this the what we see as a normal commission or in in most cases three percent uh that way you're going to sort of be your own listing agent you're not going to have to pay that three percent 
uh, to a listing agent because there is none. You're your own listing agent, so to speak. But really, in fairness, we're bringing you the buyer, so you should compensate us half of what you'd normally pay or, in most cases, 3%. Are you willing to do that? 90-some percent of the time, a for-sale owner would say yes. Yeah, they're happy to have a buyer brought to them and have a buyer that has professional that can, you know, honestly, if we, when we come into that, we have twice the work. But we're happy to do that because, like we said, it's not about the money for us. It's about helping our clients. So that not only is that list or that seller for sale by owner very happy to have somebody that's willing to purchase their home, but they're they're really happy to have somebody that comes in that's a professional that can handle all the paperwork instead of them having to, like, pay a lawyer extra money and... Or do something wrong to where yeah. things don't get... Uh, processed properly things aren't negotiated properly and there's things, there's confusion and then there's lawsuits after yeah, there's some major like legal it like it's a fine line and you can get yourself in big trouble when you start trying to do yourself yourself for right. sure mm-hmm. so again another sort of secret that people don't realize well i can't use my realtor if it's a for sale owner you most certainly can and i'm not saying that everybody that's for sale owner is willing to cooperate with an uh, with a real estate professional but we find that most of them are because they understand the value and they're still making the savings that they feel like they need to have. I personally don't think it's in their best interest to save that little bit of percentage by doing it themselves because, again, statistically, uh, and we'll, we'll do this on another show, and we'll get into the man that started For Sale Boner and, and tell a real neat story about him and selling his own property, but I think there's a lot of downsides to trying to do that yourself. A real estate professional is a professional. They're a highly trained professional, and they do what they do, and it has great value. Just like an attorney or a a good mechanic or a a medical professional, I mean, there are, uh, they they earn what they do. And we've seen, uh, I'll tell you another example. I had a a family member who was attempting to sell their property on their own. They feel like, well, I can save the money of a real estate commission, and I can... uh, sell it on my own and uh, come out better. Well, number one, they didn't have the right price for the property. A real estate professional will help you to determine the, the price for a property that's get you the most money uh, that you can. But uh, they also um, didn't, uh, you know, they didn't, they didn't, well, this is, this is getting into listing let me just save that story yeah. for another <laughs> okay well we got one last point before we wrap up here um so this is arguably the most important point you know we've labored the fact that it is our our services don't cost anything to buyers um but just because it's free doesn't mean you have to shortchange yourself um i've i've met a lot of people and the way they find a realtor is the first person that they stumble upon yeah mm-hmm. and that's you know, in a lot of cases, I'm sure it works out great. I, I like to have faith in, in people and in our business, but the fact of the matter is there's some people that really aren't ethical and that aren't professional. And what I recommend is whenever you're interested in buying, and this goes for selling too, do your research, do it like you would with anything and find somebody that number one is professional, knows the business, and number two, you enjoy working with, you enjoy their personality. Um, and I can't say how important that is because a lot of times people get caught up in the the national name. Well, it's in this this company or this company or this company. So because I saw their ad on TV and it was so professionally done, they got to be the best. But you know what? 
when the rubber meets the road and when it all boils down to uh, the, the bottom line, you're dealing typically with one person. You're going to be dealing with one individual. Like if you're, if you're impressed by uh, the certain television advertisement of a national known company and you know they have somebody on there that looks just wow so competent so professional and so on top of things and they throw statistics out there and things like that you say it's going to be wonderful but then you actually get assigned a realtor or you call in and you get hooked up with a realtor that is a human being and that's an individual and every individual has different skill sets and different abilities so when you're picking a real estate professional you want someone with experience someone with professionalism someone with ethics someone that really knows what they're doing and someone that you like that you would enjoy working with and can make the process enjoyable rather than something that's very awkward or uncomfortable yeah and just to put um just to put a give you an example so that you can be wary you know as a buyer going into the the real estate process there is a difference between uh, a good realtor and a bad realtor and the difference can often be not just stress for you but can be legal issues if you have a or getting yourself in a, over your head into a deal that was a ripoff like there's some some really like like what's the word unethical unethical stuff that goes on with realtors i heard about a situation three days ago where a realtor had a buyer's agent and he steered him right towards one of his listings that was in his price point um, you know, you should really go out and see tons of properties. And, you know, he kind of steered him to his property. And then he made sure that he submitted, um, sent an offer into their email box for full price on a house that was his own listing because he wanted to get both sides of the commission. Mm-hmm. And not only did he do that, which if they liked the property, that's that's fine. Dual agency is a thing. But he submitted a full price offer into their email box that he wanted them to sign. And the reason that's a problem because that m- property had been on the market for about three months. And so it's not worth full price. And to me, that is just very unethical. And if that person just unknowingly didn't know any better and was like, I like the house, I guess this is the price tag I'd have to pay, they would be overpaying for that house by about twenty, twenty-five thousand dollars $25,000. And when they go to sell it down the road, they're going to be taking a loss. And that's it's a huge headache. Yeah, we talked about motivation earlier in... You know, unfortunately, even the Bible says the lust for money is the root of all evil. And people uh, in every profession are influenced by money and sometimes will do unethical things to try to acquire that. Money is, is not a motivation for us. Uh, we, all, we, we do this to make a living, sure enough, but we're never going to sacrifice our principles for that. In the case you were talking about, as you mentioned, the motivation was okay, I have a listing, which means I'm going to get half of the commission, but I have a buyer here. Well, if I bring them into my listing, now I'm going to get both sides of the commission. And what if that house isn't right for that buyer? What if that price isn't right? You know, how can you get to negotiate against yourself when you're serving the seller and supposedly serving the buyer at the same time? So in that case, it certainly appears like it was a conflict of interest and that buyer was being steered into an agent who they trusted into one of their own listings so that that particular agent could sort of double double up on the commission. I've got a, a, a story, too. I've been in real estate for 24 years. 
So I've seen a lot, and we could probably go on with stories for an hour, but one in particular dealing with buyer's agency. I I was real active in, in my local church, and there was a gentleman that came to church, and um, he had an accident, and he was, let me back up a little bit. He I didn't know it, but he was looking for a property, because I don't really market in church. I mean, I'm there to serve and worship the Lord, and not to, to really promote my business, but so he didn't really know I was a realtor. He came to find out that afterwards. But here he was looking for a house. He saw the sign in the yard. He said, I'd like to live in this neighborhood. He called the people that were listing the property. He said, well, I'm interested in the house. They showed him the house. And then he had an accident. He was in the hospital. And while he was under a heavy sedation, they came into the hospital with a contract had him sign all the paperwork in a full price offer for that particular house. And then afterwards, he was released from the hospital a number of days later. He found out I was a realtor. He said, oh, Corey, I didn't know you were a realtor. Uh, this is what just happened. I, I sort of feel a little weird about it, but is it okay? I did some research and found out that not only were these folks the listing agent, they owned the house. And I did some further research and found out they just paid pennies for the house. They did a real quick, very low-end renovation of the property. They were asking way too much for the property. They saw him coming. They went to the hospital when he was in a situation of duress, had him sign a full-price offer. They made a fortune on that transaction, and it was just as dirty as could be. Now, if he had, he had a buyer's agent that could have said and done some research for him and said, whoa, this house is overpriced, Furthermore, I've found out that the listing agents own the property. Uh, we need to negotiate if you really want this house. Uh, furthermore, the, the workmanship is substandard that they've done. And that's something else, not to toot our own horn, but that we bring to the tables. I, I've been a licensed general contractor for 24 years, and we've built houses, we've renovated houses, we've done, uh, had subcontracting businesses. So when we go in, we also have the eye for our buyers of, pointing out things and saying, oh, this is going to need some work. Are you aware of this? This could be generate a problem. We just looked at a house last night, you and I did, and and in this case, we, they called us in to list the property, but we were able to point out some things in this case for staging and upfit and renovation that they needed to do to make the house sellable. But we do the same for our buyer clients, and we say, this is something you need to take attention to and pay attention to. This is overpriced. We've done our comparables. They're asking too much. Let's bring it down. Or if it's a case where something's priced great, uh, we'll jump on it and jump on it fast so they don't lose the house in this fast market through a multi-offer situation or somebody getting getting the jump on them. So yeah, it's very important to pick the right agent to represent you as your buyer's agent motivated to represent you and help you find exactly what you're looking for and not succumb to some of these things that are out there where people are looking to prey on a buyer that's not really uh, being represented properly. So, if you have any suggestions for future episodes, leave them in the comments or visit us at highlandrealestate.us backslash podcast. It, or if you or anyone you know needs real estate advice, please give us a call now. Again, this is our business, so we're always looking to take on new clients. But if you just have a question, uh, please feel free to call us. Uh, we'd be happy to, to speak with you and just give you advice, no obligation. And um, 
help you in any way that we can. Yeah. So thank you for listening to this week's episode of Charlotte Real Estate Made Simple. Um, uh, my number is 704-819-2361. And dad? Uh, you can call me at uh, my cell phone, which is always with me. 704-477-5423. Or you can visit uh, the same web address as the podcast, but uh, so highlandrealestate.us, but this time backslash contact. And you can contact us there. Anyway, join us next Monday as we continue to demystify the real estate process in the Charlotte area. We hope you have a great week.